Hello everyone, and welcome to Lost Game Ideas, a podcast where I encourage guests to dig into their hard drives to find creative ideas that got lost through time. Today I'm joined by Pedro Stringini, a programmer, developer, and a good friend of mine. We chatted about his experience at a new job, some of the game ideas we had together, and, of course, his own game idea. And without further ado, let's get into it. Thanks, Thanks for joining me today. How, Hello, how's everything? Mateus. Oh, everything's fine, everything here. I'm just stuck in quarantine playing games, um, washing my dishes all the time, and just working, working at home. It's, 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 it's very uh, relaxing given all the circumstances and everything. Yeah. It's been four months actually, uh, maybe five. I, I, don't, I have no idea, I cannot even count anymore. But good, it, it's, it's working fine. Lots of games. I'm just rushing through my backlog. It's it's it's, it's going very well. What about yeah. you? Uh, How's everything going over there? Um, kind of the same. We we Vancouver did a did a soft reopening, so things are doing doing a lot better here now that like we can actually see other people, which is awesome. I think that that's what was missing actually. Like. I, I found that I love working from home, even though I can't see my my um, my coworkers. Yeah. But the thing that was bothering me um, was like being forced to stay home and being afraid. Also, like being afraid every time I had to I had to go out and 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 um, get groceries or just just to like have some fresh air. Uh, I would be afraid and been mindful of people like walking by me um too like too close to me yeah and i'm even though i still kind of feel that um it's it's i don't know it's just a lot better now i feel like i can kind of have a life again which is nice yeah, totally good. i can't wait to brazil um we, we get in this stage in brazil right now i just uh, i just dream about this smell of leaves the smell of trees i think the first thing i'm gonna do is just go and smell a tree like <laughs> really smell it's gonna be so good i i have like uh i have i i put some leaves as wallpaper that's myself on wallpaper <laughs> just so just so i miss well green things less than yeah. i am right now but yeah but, uh, but everything's going well i mean uh, on the bright side i i don't have an excuse an excuses anymore not to play video games and uh, just play video games uh, quite a lot. It's it's been it's been nice. I'm having lots of good experiences in this uh, in this scope in this area specifically. So yeah, yeah. Same for me. Like the one good thing about quarantine is that I've been weirdly consistent about playing games. Like I've never <laughs> I never had a period, but I didn't have any anything to play. Like even though I take so long to finish games because I only play like one or two hours every day. Um, and some days I don't even play. Um, it's been super consistent. It's kind of like me reading books. Like I only read like half an hour before I go to bed, and I'm su- a super slow reader. Um, so I end up reading like about maybe seven to ten books a year, and each of them take me like a month or two to finish. But I have like this consistent progress. It just feels great. Oh, that's that's so good yeah actually i should i should start reading consistently actually i got some comic books but yeah. um but yeah it's like i don't know i generally watch youtube videos or some something like that to uh, 
we're right far asleep. So I should, I should, it's a good idea actually. I, I should try that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird that people think that reading is more productive than like watching stuff because it, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? <sighs> Yeah, but um, maybe it exercises different areas of the brain. Like I'd say that if you just read and don't play video games, maybe you gonna get uh, lose in some aspects too. So yeah, it's it's good idea to balance or to uh, diversify the, yeah, the media that you consume, right? Yeah. So uh, so I don't know, uh, and and I think like, I have to practice reading. Maybe I can get a fast reader. It can even help like reading code or uh, making faster, making games faster. So <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be know. great. <laughs> I maybe, don't know. Maybe that will make us actually finish a game for once. <laughs> <laughs> I should start reading. Definitely should start reading. We'll see. <laughs> yeah how's how's it been um, starting at a new company while working from home oh it's been great actually um, um, Amazon is is doing a very fine job in allowing us to, to work effectively in, uh, at in distance and um, and everybody's being super helpful and I'm, I'm getting very yeah, very used to uh, how is it like to work at Amazon, uh, how is it like to, uh, you know, get the feeling of the company, get the, get the vibe of the place, even though the place is like uh, a small screen, my computer. So, it's, it, it, yeah, it, it's going very well. I don't know, maybe um, to, maybe it would be uh, a different intensity if I, if I were there, but uh, I'm not sure if, if would be that different so it's that's actually very good news because um, it's, it, it's very good to not have a commute time so and I always kind of wanted to uh, feel the vibe of how is it like to work from home and I'm understanding that now so yeah silver lining of all this bad situation right Kieran? yeah definitely um, the commute part is actually a very important one yeah like, Going to university every day, for me, it took like about half an hour, 40 minutes to go there by car. Um, and it took a lot out of my day. Uh, and I made sure that when, when I started at Microsoft, I would like live close to the office so I didn't have Such a commute. A um, so it didn't really change yeah. for me because I was already living like two blocks away from my office and then I'm working oh, from home nice. now. But still... It's that there, there is a there, there is a, a different feeling feeling of like being able to wake up, just go like take a shower or whatever, and then you're just there. Like you just open up your computer yeah. and just start working, and that's it. Exactly. I can get like I don't know fifteen minutes more of sleep. So <laughs> yeah, true. I count that as a win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you felt that you've been working more? At home? Uh, no, not really. I have. I mean, I I didn't get the the symptom that everybody talks about. That okay, you have to you don't you know less how to differentiate from okay. This is this is a workplace. This is a place for me to rest. And I always kind of uh, people are always kind of working. Um, I think it's very easy to separate that. I mean, I, I work in my sofa. Actually, I should change that. But I, but I work <laughs> in my sofa, and I just like close my my laptop and just start playing games in the same sofa and I just 
but it's it's being it's being really okay yeah how do you how do you code only with only one small screen man i know uh, i i was used to three screens in my office it was <laughs> oh, so good yeah i sort of stole the screen from what that, that was not being used of course and it was so good it was so good because i had unity open on one side i had my code open the other side and i have uh, everything else like spotify and browsers and everything and right yeah. now i have all my modern screen but, but i don't know it's it's, it's been okay uh, i got the hang of it yeah to be it, fair i only use one one screen now uh, i don't have space for it. i mean i kind of do have space for it, at least two screens at home but it took too much space so i bought a 27 inch screen that's still not the same but like it's big enough that i can like separate the stuff on the just one screen i also use like the multiple desktops and windows so i can have a bunch of stuff open oh, nice. at once so it's, it's, it's been working fine yeah but, Let, let's see it just wastes like 10 percent of my work just trying to figure out what you well, where's the window that I have to go next? But it's okay. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, all right. Survive. So, what what have you you brought for us? Game ideas. Yes. Well, um, all right. So, I have I actually have some game ideas that I have designed um, during the during my college years and before that and a little less after that because uh, uh, since I was working with games uh, I just I was I was focusing everything on the games for my company and I just uh, and right now I'm finally starting to to, to look back to my ideas and uh, how, thinking about how to improve those thinking about what um, you uh, what you uh, design next or watch actually build next one of the things that I had in, in this process that I was looking at uh, older older ideas and um, checking what I did and what state was I uh, in, in, like what creative state was I before like, during my college years I I was checking my computer, checking some old files, and actually found an idea that I didn't remember existed. And I thought it was so nice. I actually figured out that uh, this week, and I'd like to talk a little bit about that. About that. So the idea is, it's um, as I I think I commented with you these days, but it's about an action platformer where you have where just have two, two dimensions or two different parallel realities and just switch between those so um, i don't know imagine just a 2d side scroller very action based in which you in which you in which you have two realities and you can think of um you can think of more uh, technological one or more uh, architectonical one uh, futuristic one i think more more of a nature-based one or like caveman well, caveman vibes uh, what's important about those is how the things interact with each other and how you actually switch between realities generally uh, I've seen some games that are actually a very very good game, uh, video game level from Titanfall 2 where you have to switch between past and future versions of a base 
It was so cool. But it was also, uh, I actually played that way, way after I designed this idea. But the difference between the shoe is that um, Titanfall version is actually more, uh, it's more binary. So you either, you, you are either in one reality um, or another. And from this idea, you have actually a more fluid way of navigating between those. So the idea is that you have a screen, 2D screen. You can actually, uh, in the middle of action, in whatever time you want, you can actually uh, stop the game or make the game in slow motion, actually brush like a painting. Uh, and this brush swaps between dimensions in parts of the screen. And this leads to several different combat dynamics or platforming dynamics that I would very much like to explore and very much like to have uh, uh, a new working prototype. Actually, I don't have any working prototype, but I just started doing something, but then uh, life caught up. So it would be, and I, and I, th I think it's like actually uh, a good, interesting idea that it should be very hard to design. It, it feels like there's there are many, so many challenges uh, game design wise that I would very much like to explore it. And it's very, also very interesting that it uh, it really uh, it it really the, the time that I had this idea was a really interesting time where my like. The, what I was experiencing it was another time it was 2015 which looks like ages from now it is <laughs> yeah I was playing my I was playing my Wii U oh, that Jesus. time wow yeah <laughs> so good I actually enjoyed it a lot so yeah that's the, the that's the core of the idea yeah um, you mentioned combat um did, have you like did you have anything in mind for that is it like a brawler or do you have any weapons how would that work i mean the uh the whole idea of this game is to be very combat centric i mean it's still a platformer it's you can think of actually it it really uh, makes sense uh, i actually got a lot of inspiration from the games that I was playing at that time. So for for which have an idea, I was playing. Uh, I was I was very much on. Besides my Wii U, I was very much on Steam, and the game that I was playing that probably influenced me a lot. Two games were Mark of the Ninja, which is uh, a very stealth uh, 2D action platformer, and also the classic Xbox, Xbox Live Arcade game called Dust and Legion Tale. Have you ever heard about that? Yeah, I never played it, but I definitely heard of it. Yeah, so it's, it's you, can, you can think about it the same vibe. So you have platforming, you have platforming, lots of platforming, but also the, and it's also very combat heavy. So you have combos and you have, it's, uh, it was a sword based fight, fight system. And you have lots of, um, uh, it's sword-based combat and combos and special abilities and mm -hmm. all the, all that jazz. When you when you mentioned that that to me, one of the things that I was I was thinking about was the new Doom. Also a bit diff diff. I mean, the first one on the reboot, like Doom twenty sixteen and Doom twenty twenty, I guess. Um, yeah, Doom Eternal, Eternal. rather. Um, 
uh, they talked a lot about their combat puzzle um, mechanics. Have you played Doom Eternal? Not yet. It's on my backlog, actually. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm still, yeah. I decided to wait a little bit uh, after The Last of Us shoot to, to think about playing a big game. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the interesting thing that they, that they have set up is like having combat in a way that it's not only about the actual combat like okay you have guns and then you shoot people and maybe you have some different enemies to to create like a, a, a uh, an interesting dynamic um combat dynamic but rather what they did is they have the the combat feels a lot like an action chess right where you have mm-hmm. specific abilities that we work that we work on specific enemies and you have specific um things on your on your on your on your equipment set that would yeah Yeah. your arsenal that that can extract different things from the enemy so one example is like you have a flamethrower right and you can use a flamethrower to 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 do some damage on on the enemies but you will mostly use it because when you use the flamethrower and the, the enemy's on fire and then you shoot the enemy the enemy drops shield for you so if you need shield you can use that and then you get more shield and usually you would do that on the smaller enemies where you can farm resources um, a bit more and also in the dynamics between the, the enemies right like you have um, certain weapons that work better with certain enemies so you're constantly changing your arsenal right there's no mm-hmm. one weapon that mm-hmm. you're like oh i really love this weapon i'm gonna only use that from like for the rest of the game like you can't really do that because there are weapons that, that if you use the same weapon you will fail most likely um so i was kind of thinking about that because you you like this mechanic of brushing um on the on the on the screen and revealing this on that other dimension um usually it's used on a on a on on, on puzzle games um mm-hmm. for example yeah, not that's really all, puzzle games all. right but like titanfall that, that 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 level has a lot of like puzzles for you to solve involving yeah, the, two the idea the idea is actually to to have a very uh, i mean this mechanic alone it leads to a very uh it it's it leads to it's very potentially tactical right so uh, I remember I was actually reading some of my design documents and like just remembering what the hell was I thinking that time and um, it's it's of course you can you can do can do some combos like I don't know with swords with your hands or with either uh, punching people or like specific weapons but uh, there's all there it could be in my original idea a very big emphasis in environment based environment based tools to to actually achieve your result so um, for instance if you if you if you have if everything has um, a mechanic that if, if everything has uh, its counterpart in different in different reality in the different reality of the game you can actually uh, play with that thing to make the combat life, make your combat easier, and make more of a sandbox feeling on how you actually approach the situation. 
So, um, for instance, one of the examples that I have for you is that um, imagine if in imagine if in one reality we have one element in the environment that is a bomb. So I don't know, just should be should be triggering it and then boom explodes. So what could happen? What could happen is that you actually you actually you have the bomb. And you trigger it and explodes, but the bomb in the other but the bomb in the other reality is a plant. So you make the you know, so you make the bomb explode like a grenade. It just uh, you can have all these shards environment. So just stop the game right before, right when the shards are moving. You just uh, change the reality in for that bomb for the shards and start the shards become seeds. The seeds just drop in the in the soil and it grew they grow make more plants you just switch back to the other reality and then have several different bombs that just explode at the same time you see wow. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's something like this and you can actually have a lot of fun into okay so you have this thing that's actually i don't know uh this is a laser gun but this is also um but it's also water Mm -hmm. reality or you have an enemy that um, can fly in one reality but in that reality just a rock and just fell, falls and can make like okay the enemy comes flying to you and just sweep the other reality and just okay come rock and poof, falls mm -hmm. and dies so something like this and he, the idea is the, the idea and the challenge is to make a design so uh, so good and so interesting in all these elements that are just it's you you can have you can succeed in combat as much as punching everyone, but um, in a better way if you just understand if you strategize and think about all these dimension shifts to achieve your goal. So I don't know. I I, I, just, I just think this has so much potential, but it's also uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel that I want to play this game. <laughs> so. <laughs> So and this makes me excited about it. Yeah, that's actually very interesting. I wasn't thinking about that at all. Um, but you can really do a lot of stuff with it. The one like the the simple thing that I was thinking is just like having, um, having like a box or something on a rope, and then you maybe you you, you swipe the brush on the rope. Um, but the other on the other dimension, the rope is not there and then the, the box falls which is the simplest idea ever um mm -hmm. but you had yeah, this all figured out and that, that's actually very interesting and, and it, it also plays could play back on this combat puzzle combat puzzle thing right where um like kind of forcing you to play with the environment in that way yeah of course, um, of course. like if you have enemies for example you mentioned um the bombs or fire or something like that maybe you um you can have that bomb explode and instead of um having all of that that you said to like spawn more bombs you could just trace a path from the explosion through like all of the the the, the leaves on the other dimension and then have a path of fire go to an enemy that is I don't know, sensitive to fire, exactly. for example, yeah. right? Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's a good idea. So, yeah, you could, you could do a lot with that. Um, you could do a lot of that. This <laughs> makes me excited. And I have no idea why, but I simply forgot that I had this idea. I simply, for, I simply forgot that this idea even existed. And I was checking my files and I was like, what's that? 
I don't remember. I was. I don't even remember that. I remember a lot of my. I remember a lot of my ideas, and I was actually when you invited me for this podcast, I was thinking about some other ideas you talk about. But that one, I like to say, wow, it's actually good. I like it. Going back a bit, like going back even further, um, like you mentioned that you had this idea in 2015, right? 2015, probably, yeah, something, something around that. Maybe, maybe a little bit later. Maybe well, actually, 2016, but definitely not after that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it was actually, it was, it was actually, it was probably my uh, because because the first game that I actually built was uh, for. Uh, for our university, right? You, you, you remember that uh, that P O O O O wait in English to be object oriented O O P yes. So we so we had this O P class and we were supposed to make a game and I got so excited about it that I wanted to make more after the class. Actually, that kind of started my my whole foray into into games in general. Like I put in practice what I always wanted to do, which is make some games. So it was actually after that. So it was probably like late 2015 or 2016. Do you remember what was what was going on around that time? Um, you mentioned yeah, like we we had to, to make our the game, um, and it now that that, that that you said that that was actually my first game. I yeah, always thought that my first game you. was the one that I made at. Global Game Jam 2016, um, but I guess I made something before that. But anyways, um, what was going on in your life? Like, what, what were you, what were you thinking about making? Like, were you thinking already thinking about like doing games as as as, as a career? What, what was going on at that time? Um, I never had. Um, I was never much sure about uh, what I wanted as a career. But yes, I always considered having games as, as a career, even before I was in high school. So, um, bef- after I, I before I decided I wanted to be a writer when I was a kid, and then I said, okay, why do I want to be a writer if there are games? So, <laughs> let's let's make games. And um, I should read more actually, but <laughs> but um, so. Um, but I, I was never really sure whether I wanted as a career, as a hobby, and uh, it was the it was the first time where I actually hey, hey, I can be an indie game developer. Actually, I, I have actually cool ideas in my head, and I, and I should try to build it. Should try to build it. Um, in terms of in terms of my career, I was not sure. I was just testing my my uh, my things, like seeing seeing how it goes. But I just wanted to explore a little bit. And um, in a more direct way, all the, uh, I know a lot of things that influenced me. So as I said, um, we had this uh, the game that I, the, the games that I was playing, and also I I think probably Wii U influenced this idea quite a bit because of the brushing thing. So mm, true, right? Because Wii U had the yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, exactly. Weird controller, and for for some reason, I I always, I mean, I I always I I, I get I get crazy about controllers. I, I always had these uh, my designs. They also had some kind of relationship with uh, strange controllers. Mm-hmm. You know, Wolfbit. You, you oh, yeah. know that thing about <laughs> me. And uh, so, so so I had in so Nintendo controllers was also something that I was like, hey, bro, 
maybe I can explore that. Of course, it works just as well with a mouse button, right? So, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you. I, that that's what was one of my concerns about that idea was that like, how would you make all of the brushing mechanics work on a traditional like console, right? But then I thought that Okami kind of did that, even though I still think it's not the the, the best way to play Okami. You yeah. you can play it with 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 on your traditional controller, right? And, and you and you would do it because it was originally like a PS2 game. Yeah, it was right? a PS2 game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, um, probably uh, I I was um, it would be like the best configuration that you can think of when playing that game. I actually thought about that in, uh, at that time was uh, having a mouse and just like move with uh, AWSD and just stop and um, pause the time or like slow mode the time and just painted via mouse. I don't know if there's a better way to control it mm-hmm. than, than that, but it's actually, I don't know, it's actually possible. I mean, you can use the, the, the strange PS4 touchpad, for example. True, uh, probably, true. I, hope, I hope PS5 has that also. I, I think they I, do. I don't know oh, thank God. This means that I can make that game. Yeah, so, um, or, or I don't know, it just... Um, it, 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 it looks like a challenge also... Um, Especially because they have these strange controller ideas. I mean, how, how can you actually translate Wolfbeat for anything other than a keyboard? It's kind of sad, though. But, but yeah. So, uh, probably with trackpads, or uh, I don't know, you can use the 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 right the right stick to 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 penny. I don't know how comfortable and how smart that be. Maybe uh, it will be less precise, or but uh, it's uh, it's probably possible to make it less of a chore to actually draw things with controller. But how should think? We should think. All right. Um, technical difficulties. Um, we were <laughs> talking about um, weird controllers and control schemes. Yeah. Um, uh I just wanted to 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 um say like for context we were talking about Wolfbit that was a game me and you and Leonardo made for was it Ludum Dare and yeah Low Res Gem at the same time I think 34 I'm not sure uh, maybe I have check I'll, I'll check. But, but it was more or less around that time. If it's not yeah. 34, it was either 33 or 35. Yeah. Um, but 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 the theme was uh, shit. What was the theme? Was it something like uh, transformation? Transformation metamorphosis. No, it was not that. Yeah. It was something like that. Yes. Yeah. So. About transforming from one form to another. Yes. Um. But yeah, we made this game where was essentially I don't know if we could call it a landless runner. I mean, I guess that's the would fit the description. But it was essentially this game where, like, top down, you would you would be running like you would have to run from these villagers that were trying to get you, and you were this werewolf that would keep transforming from werewolf to back to person. Um, and the catch was that, like, you would start running away from those villagers using the BUA SD, 
but as you would transform back and forth, um, the controls in, on your keyboard would change. So it would change, for example, walking up, you would change from W to Y, for example. Um, yes. And then it would keep keep changing until you were dead. It was essentially like a high score game. Yeah, I like to call it a keyboard twister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, the the core idea in the game was that actually uh, we think of werewolves as like badass monsters, but it will actually suck and will actually leave you very in a very strange situation where you actually have your body transforming all the time. So uh, it would be very awkward. Uh, like <laughs> I'm probably downplaying the awkward part, but 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 yeah, it would be so strange. And the idea was to. Translate this strangeness of you actually having no control of your body and uh, have at the same time having to run from people who just want to kill you. Uh, you have you can you can actually translate it in in, in a in a control scheme that actually uh, delivers this message for you. And yeah, it, it, it was very cool. I mean, I, I really like this little game. It's, yeah, I'm very proud of it. Yeah, actually, actually. Guys, play it. I swear, it's five minutes of your life, but so well spent. I recommend yeah, I'll, it. I'll try to link the the game in whatever show descriptions there will be. Maybe I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's one of the games that I'm I'm most proud of. Like the idea was simple, but it was catchy and it was fun. Um, it was kind of ugly, to be fair, because I was doing pixel art, and it was. I think it was like. One of the first times that I actually had 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 to make pixel art. Um, um, I, I I think it was very consistent consistent, and I actually really liked it. So consistently, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 proud of it, even though I now I think it's ugly-ish. Um, like at the time, I was super proud that I'm actually like drew drew it by myself, and. I got to figure out how to do that in two days. That was very nice. Yeah, exactly. And we actually tried to remake it, but that didn't go so well. Um, maybe we still should try to do that, but I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I mean, uh, there were some technical limitations because I didn't know better. But right now, since I know better, it will probably be so cool. Uh, we can make something bigger and uh, less buggy, hopefully. Yeah. But, um, I yeah, also... but, but it's nice. It was it was it was such a nice experience. And I'm very happy that uh, it's a fun fun little game uh, that's consistent and actually means something, which something that I really care about when I'm um, a, when I'm designing games. Yeah. Um, hmm? I don't know. It has a message. So uh, even if it's like a a silly message, like "Hey, don't." I mean, werewolf being a werewolf sucks, which <laughs> is obvious. But anyway. Yeah, it it was a very nice idea. I kind of miss, like, it was a very hard idea to beat because <clears throat> I think it was our first jam together. It was my second game jam ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had this idea that was like super cool and like scope wise was also great because you were the were the only programmer, and you were able to do everything. Um, and that's that, that's not like. That's not a small feat, right? Like it's 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 hard to 
do gems and program program games by yourself in two days. Um, and the idea came out nice. People liked the game. Um, and after that, we never like we could never have a, an idea that would be both good in scope, just would make for like would turn out to be a great game. Um, I don't know. I felt like we failed every time after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that. Uh, we we actually try to be more ambitious, maybe than that. Yeah. But um, well. There's always the next one. We'll see. True, true. We'll we'll keep trying. I think that was the the only, maybe not the only. We 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 finished that game. We finished another game gym game. But other than that, we haven't really finished games, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh come on, Man Minions was nice. Yeah, it, it, oh it yeah, was true, true. But it was, it was it was a fun play. Yeah. Yeah, we had that. We had the the boat game that was just it was a nice idea, but it turned out to be awful. It was, a, it was not a good game, but it was a, it was a nice idea. Like it was essentially this this game where you were like driving this boat, and you would see stars in the reflection of the water. Um, I don't remember the, what the objective was, but like you had to dock on these um, islands to grab resources, and I think you were trying to find something, um, and you were like with the reflections of the stars in the water, you would you would have to link, like draw links from one star to another, so that like you would kind of make constellations, but you you would create those to kind of drive yourself right like so if you went by some like some area that you want to remember you could draw something with the stars there and then you could keep going and then after that you could find where you where you were before with those with those drawings on the stars yeah i like to call it cartographer game so uh uh i pro i was probably tired of uh, waypoints in games, in open world games, and I just want to say, hey, so actually, how do we do that in real life, right? How, how, how do we actually know where we're going if we don't have a map, if we're exploring uh, uh, a place that we, we've never been to before, and it sort of, everything looks the same, like the sea, the ocean. And people actually use the stars, and they actually, uh, uh, they guide, guided themselves with the constellations, the idea, uh, we, the idea that we tried to emulate was that, right? Um, how can actually, uh, I don't know, be, uh, uh, I don't know, travel through the ocean, explore the ocean, and, uh, like creating your own waypoints, which mean like drawing constellations in the stars, but it didn't translate well. <laughs> For a game mechanic, but I don't know. I, I mean, I I, I always like the uh, at least the the objective behind the idea, even though the idea doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be fair, like the team that we had wasn't the best as well. Like we didn't have a good um, what's the word? Um, a good connection. Um, I don't know. We didn't. We it, it 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 didn't end up working super well because 
um, there were more people, and I think that um, everybody was was talented, and they were good programmers. But I, I think I probably like nobody actually really knew how to manage. I don't know more than two people at the time. Yeah, definitely, and it was it was weird, right? Because the first the the Wolfbit game jam we had, you you knew how to how to already kind of knew how to make games with Unity, so that was a bit easier for you. Oh yeah, um, we did with Game Maker. Yeah, and then right. we moved to Game Maker because me and first time and, using Game Maker. Yeah, me and Leonardo were were um, learning how to use it. And we didn't really know. I remember we actually, I think it was for this one. We had a mini game jam, me and me and Leonardo at my place, where we made this mechanic where you could change gravity, like a 2D platformer where you could change gravity up and down, um, just so like we would try to understand a bit more mm-hmm. how Game Maker worked. But still, like we didn't know any better. We didn't know how to make a, a, a platformer. Uh, and we sure as hell didn't know how to make that like a old yeah, game. Come on, it, it's it, it's all about learning, right? I mean, uh, yeah, definitely, I, I, definitely. I, yeah. But uh, I I I think what kind of uh, when I think about that game, I think the the, the main theme was that um, uh, we we had this idea, but we didn't we didn't know how to translate it exactly into uh, a good game design. And also, we didn't know how to manage a team with more people. I think there were like six people trying to play. Like yeah. while it was only it was double the, the people that were making the first wolf beat, right? So it was yeah. a little a little harder to control. And also, yes, I had no idea how to use Game Maker at that time. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't. I don't quite remember the stuff that you've done, but have you have you like finished any games by yourself that I wasn't involved in? Mm, not really. I think. I mean, yes, I I did. Oh, it, it was yes, I did. I remember. It was it was <laughs> it was a funny little game uh, I was doing with like random people that I found on the internet. I swear. <laughs> um, for uh, it was one of the Lunders. And it was a it was a pizza game. Oh yes, the uh, the idea was that I don't remember. I have no idea uh, why we came up with this idea, but I tried to uh, I tried to vouch something. I, I had no idea that Overcooked existed, but uh, I thought about making a, uh, a game where there was this uh, crazy. Uh, cuisine and you have actually to, to handle the craziness of everything. It's it, it, it's so funny how it looks like overcooked when I think about it. Yeah, but so um, <laughs> so, so so anyway, uh, we reduced the scope as much as we could, and the idea was that uh, there was uh, a cook that was making a lot of pizza and just threw the pizza at you, and the pit and you you had to and you were. Uh, a waiter that have to actually pick all the pizza that the that the cook was throwing you and deliver to the people. So so uh, you just have to take the pizza and you have, you get like a pile of pizza in your hand that just uh, moves with gravity and you it, it, if, if the pizza falls you die you lose the game. But you have to actually take the, the pile of pizza and deliver it correctly to the people. 
It was actually a fun game. Uh, I remember that I made uh, I <laughs> one of my main contributions for that game, besides the uh, a good part of game design, was uh, making a song. And I just remixed. The, I just took a, a very traditional Italian song, Tarantella, this <laughs> and I remixed it, and I put like a, a dubstep thing. <laughs> <laughs> When when the and it was slowly fading into a, a crazy dubstep remix, where the time where the timer was going up, and there were more more pizzas and a bigger pile of pizzas. It's actually a fun game. Uh, I should play it again. Should you check? Nice. Yeah, I don't think you've ever showed me that game. I can't. I mean, it's probably on my HIO page. Nice. I could. I should check. I, I'm gonna check. I don't know. If it's on my HIO page, it's definitely on my computer, so I should just upload that there. Yeah, it's a killer. Yeah, I, I like it. And it actually worked. It was like, uh, I think all my games were high score based games, but uh, it was fun. It, 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 it was also a bug because the physics of the game didn't work that well. Mm-hmm. And the pieces were just silly, just flying around like ovnis. But uh, <laughs> that's okay. I mean, it was a game gem, so it's not expected that. It would be like super polished and UFOs are Portuguese UFOs guys. Often is is a Portuguese version of UFO. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned something. Yeah. But yeah, but, but the game is pretty cool. Can wait to to like try it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna find it and try it. I'm also going to show uh, the two realities game. <laughs> I made a, I had a name for that too. Uh, it was called uh, Chew Exist. Oh, the, yeah. I felt so smart that time, but like, <laughs> it's not like it's the infinitive version of existence, but also like Chew Exist. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wow. so good. And yeah, Galaxy Brain. The game. <laughs> <laughs> Just blew my mind. Hey, at least you, 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 you had a name for it. Yeah, maybe had, naming I mean, games is one of the hardest things. Maybe in anything, it's I don't even know what the name for this podcast will actually be. I was I was thinking about lost game ideas. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it. It was just the name that I gave it, so I could like write, like have a document with the title. Um, but that's too literal, I guess. Maybe it's good because it like kind of it. tells you what what the podcast is about, but. I don't, yeah, know. I, don't re- I don't like literal names like that. Uh, it's intriguing and um, it's it's straightforward, but at the same time, like oh, I mean, lost things are interesting by nature, right? I mean, if, if you say so, hey, this is a lost. Oh, oh, I mean, if you just come to you and say, hey, this is a coin, check that, and I come to you and say, hey, this is a lost coin, <laughs> just like oh, okay, hey, uncharted, well, let me check, and so True. yeah, it's intriguing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna just keep that one if I don't come up with anything better, and I have to actually release it. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think we're in a, in a good point to to wrap this up. Um, I mean, you definitely had a, more ideas to talk about. We can, yeah, we can try to do this again, second time. Yeah, definitely. But for now, thanks for thanks for joining me. Well, thanks a lot. It was super fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I was happy because it really um, helped me flesh out some uh, flesh out some old ideas and actually remember what I was what was I thinking, 
when I when I made it. So when I thought about it, so it was it was very nice. Yeah, it's a good um, exercise for me too. So definitely, I had to do the same thing um, on my end when I was coming up with this this podcast idea. I grabbed my hard drive and was like looking through all of the prototypes that I had, some documents I had on Google Drive, and I don't know, it's just a fun process. You you find a lot of a lot of interesting stuff that you've done and you forgot about. Yeah, totally forgot about it. It's it's so cool. 